Good. Okay, cool. Happy days. <laughs> the other thing away, okay. <laughs> I no idea how to start this now. So, like, yeah, completely, completely scared. Okay, welcome. Um, episode two. So, uh, this is actually the second Take It episode two. I, I tried to record this a couple of weeks ago, um, and it just I just couldn't get my head in the game, couldn't get it right. And actually, do you know what? I don't want to even start there. I'm gonna, I, I will come on to that. I want to start here, which is, I feel like on episode one, what I was trying to do was just talk about who I am, kind of where I've come from, what I've done, where it's kind of got me to here. And, and I kind of didn't feel like I finished at a particularly good point. It, it, it kind of felt maybe a little bit kind of up my own self a little bit, because I, I haven't listened back to it, but I know I did finish talking about kind of you know, what I was kind of worth in value, in terms of monetary value. And I kind of just felt, not necessarily vulgar, but it's not where I wanted to go. So if you listen to episode one, which I hope you did, um, give episode two a listen to. Please do bear with me through episode two, because I hope to really kind of get across where I'm coming from and, and what I'm trying to do, and what I'm trying to achieve. So it's kind of like, let me go with it, listen to it, give me that time. And, and hopefully I'll, I'll do you kind of proud and, um, and, and, and you'll, you'll get where I'm coming from a little bit more. So here it is, episode two, Entrepreneur Life. Um, with me, Joel Campbell, and I am an entrepreneur. So I guess that the, the best place to start here is, I've been listening a lot quite recently to, uh, to, Stephen, um, to Stephen Barrett, to um, oh, sorry, Stephen Barrett, fuck Stephen Barrett, to Stephen Bartlett. Um, to I'm a diary of a CEO, um, diary of a CEO, and I've been listening to that quite a lot recently. I guess that, you know I, I'm taking a lot from that, and there, there'll be a lot of similarities between kind of what I'm trying to do and what he does, and and I think he's great, and and, and I truly do, and I've I, I sort of been listening to some of the more recent podcasts a few months ago, and that that sent me back in time, sort of three years to kind of when he started, maybe even before that, and. And it was interesting because what I tend to find with a lot of entrepreneurs and successful business owners and successful entrepreneurs is really strong motivational stuff. And I love so many of them. I do. I listen to so many. I read bits, but I tend to watch and listen to bits more than I tend to read just because I'm not a big, a big reader myself. Um, and what's interesting is they're all, they're all coming at it. They're all already really successful and they've all been through the pain and the hardship and Anybody that listens to them, anybody who's been through it, anybody who's an entrepreneur who's been through that journey, gets that they've been through it. You know, I, I, I see and I feel and I hear a lot of the same things of, of my failures and my successes and, you know, kind of kind of in their early stages, which is where I'm at. And what I wanted to do was, because I'm going to get there, I'm going to get to that kind of level of success, depending on how you how you level success or how you, 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 you see success. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to certain points in that. But I want to track my journey now whilst I'm still fucking up and still failing and still going wrong, as opposed to sat there with millions of pounds in the bank, knowing I'm pretty safe and secure and stuff like that. And that's, you know, that's, that's kind of where I'm trying to come at it from, is, is a different angle. These guys are definitely, definitely still on their journey. And, you know, what a journey they're on. And they've done some amazing things. They're going to want to do some, you know, many, many more amazing things. I'm just at a different stage of my journey. I'm, I'm still right at kind of the beginning part, embryonic stages of building a big brand business. I've got a good solid foundation, 
but I want to share my journey now, not when I get to the 100 million. I don't want to then be going back and saying, hey, look, this is how I did it. I want you to be able to see it kind of almost daily as I go through that journey. I want you to see the pain, the hardship, the success, the failures, and all the positives and negatives that come with it, because I think that's really powerful. So I guess what I was getting at right at the beginning here is when I finished episode one, I was talking about how you know, I've kind of made a, a good success in the sense of my accountants were, were saying to me when, when I met with them uh, you know, over a month ago now that they, they, they were valuing, you know, our business basically at about four and a half million in the sense of have sold it. That's the value that they felt we would be obtaining through a sale. Not that anyone's offered us <laughs> to buy it. So, you know, I mean, something's only ever worth what somebody will pay for it. But they certainly were kind of like looking at the figures, looking at the books, looking at things realistically, looking at taxes. And they were like, do you know what? You'd be walking away with kind of this sort of figure. And it, it is, you know, it's, in, it's, it's a few million quid. And, and that was kind of a big thing for me to go, wow, I've made that. I'm kind of a millionaire. But I guess at the same time, I'm not because it's tied up into a business. So to, to release that value, I'd have to sell it. And I'm not going to sell it because I bloody love it. I'd be like selling one of my kids. Mind you, if you make me an offer for one of my kids, I'm like, no, I'm joking, I, I couldn't do it, I couldn't do it, I couldn't do it. Um, so yeah, so it kind of was a little bit something and nothing, but I guess that was more about me and more for me because I could have started doing this podcast a few years ago and I have been trying to for a few years and I guess that I didn't because I wanted, I needed, not I wanted, I needed to get to a point where I was comfortable and confident to sit down and say, hey, this is where I'm at, and this is where I'm going, and this is where I've been, but this is my journey that, that, that I'm sharing. And, and I kind of I, I feel like I didn't do that before because although we were doing amazing things, we were doing some brilliant things as a company, we were really building something quite unique, quite special, and, you know, and, and we've got a really good foundation to go forwards, is, I kind of felt that I needed to have, and I don't know why, I, I don't know why, but I felt I needed to have that benchmark, that standing where I could say, I'm a millionaire, and therefore that gives me the ability, or I guess the confidence, or I guess the, the pedestal, the accolade, whatever you want to call it, to be able to then pass on advice and pass on knowledge, because you know, if you haven't got to where I am, then you know, I must know more than you. And that's complete bullshit. Um, but it's just something I needed to do for myself before I could get there. Now that I've done it, I'm really keen to start passing over the things I've learned, the things I've done wrong, the things I've done right, you know, and, and sharing that journey. And hopefully, and I truly hope that people will listen to this and they'll they'll get something from it and they'll and they'll connect. And if you want to know something or want to ask something, just ping me a message and I promise you I'll answer it. I might not get it straight, get to it straight away, but I will do it. So the way, I, as I explained in episode one, that this podcast is going to go is, you know, I'll record it like this. I'll do it in different settings, but I'm just using my office at the moment on a Friday evening. Um, and I'll, I'll upload it as a podcast, I'll upload it as a video cast if you, want, if you want to watch it as well, or if you want to watch it instead of listen to it. Um, and yeah, I'm going to pick different kind of topics and just talk about how things unfold for me on a day-to-day. -day. And I've, I've picked up a bit of a list already and I've put, I've put on my list here that, 
you know, talk about how entrepreneurs are born and not made. I'm going to come back to that in a second. I'm going to talk about like anxiety and panic attacks and being inside your own brain. I've noted down business relationships and partnerships and kind of like the pathways, failure, getting it wrong. I'm going to write next to that sort of 90, 90% versus 10%, which is something I've been talking about for a few years now internally. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm going to talk about that. I'll share that with you very quickly, actually, and I'll come back to, to entrepreneurs being born and not made. Um, so 90, 90%, 10%, and, and, and funny enough, I had this conversation with a couple of my team earlier who, who've joined us more recently and sort of, I don't know, the last six months or so they've joined us, so they haven't heard this story. And it was a few years ago now, it was, um, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe four years ago, three, four years ago, and we were doing an employee day. I like to try and get all of our employees from all of our companies together for you know one day a year, um, just to connect, listen to what's going on with all the businesses, what's going on with the companies, have some fun, you know, kind of kick back and just do something different that's not work for a day, and just, just have that connection between our businesses. And it's getting harder to do that because the businesses have grown. There's more people, we're busier, there's more things going on, you know, we're starting to move into different industries, so it's hard to get people together all the time. Anyway, I was doing this thing with the staff. There must have been, I don't know, 25 people, maybe 30, 20, 25 to 30 people, something like that, um, which was our entire organization back then. And um, I mean, I was, I was giving a presentation. I can't remember what I was talking about. I was talking about something, and I must have said something that, that flagged one of the team, and they said, hey, Joel, um, how, how often do you get it right? I think is what they said. Like, how often are you right? And it was kind of a bit of a leading kind of, question and I knew where it was going. It was it was because you know they were they were kind of testing my arrogance, I guess, my cockiness, that kind of confidence. Um, and there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance, but they were kind of testing me on that. And and I turned around and said, you know, I get it right 90% of the time. And there were kind of a bit of like uh, some giggles and some some kind of oh, fucking, you know, like, oh, listen to him fucking 90% of the time, and you know, all this kind of stuff. And I think, you know, there's general things. As I say, I get it right 90% of the time. And I can put my hand on my heart, and I'm solid on that. 90% of the time, I get it right, I would say, as an average. And I kind of looked at the room, and, and, and I just went, guys, don't think of this as me being cocky or arrogant or confident or anything like that. Think of it like this. I have the vision for this business and I lead this business and I choose our direction for our business. You guys do the hard graft, absolutely, and I'm here for you. That's, that's an honest truth. I'm here to work for you and to support you and what you need to grow our business going forward. But I do choose direction in terms of where we go. And ask yourselves this, do you want the person at the top choosing the direction of where we go next and therefore could potentially be ultimately deemed the reason for success or failure or responsible for the success or failure. Do you want that person right there at the top, that key person that you all look to, to get it right 90% of the time? Or would you prefer to get it right 10% of the time? And there was kind of this sort of silence and this realization, I think it fell on me as much as it fell on them going, that's not about cockiness or arrogance or confidence or ego it's just that you want i bloody i fucking want it the person at the top the person that's making those difficult decisions to change people's lives on a day-to-day -day basis or 
or affect people's lives on a day-to-day basis. I want that person getting it right as much as they fucking can. If that's 90%, I'll take that. 95%, absolutely. You know, the closer they can get to 100, absolutely. And I was just like, so, you know, I do. I get it right 90% of the time. And the reason I get it right 90% of the time is because all the things that I've experienced to get me to this point, don't get me wrong, I reckon in five years, I'll get it right 91, 92%. And ideally, I want to get to a point where I get it right 98% of the time. But that's a hard graph. It's, it's, you know, it's lessons learned. You only learn to get it right after you've learned to get it wrong. And I, I firmly believe that. I'm going to do a, a podcast on that down, down the line about failure. So I'd say I get it right about 90% of the time. Don't misunderstand me. When I get it wrong, oh boy, can I get it proper wrong? We always say that like, ah, ah, in it, Mickey Flanagan, again, ah, 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 um, ah, ah. Uh, but, but when Joel gets it wrong, he gets it wrong, wrong, proper wrong, wrong. And I've had some proper wrong, wrong decisions. Um, thankfully, I'm now in a position where I'm confident in what I do and I've got enough knowledge and I've got enough really smart, intelligent people around me that I only get it wrong 10% of the time. And even when I get it wrong, wrong, it still doesn't destroy the business in the way that it did previously in my first couple of companies because I'm getting it right 90% of the time, not the other way around. I've been there, I've run a company where I got it wrong 90% of the time and I got it wrong, wrong, dire strikes. Anyway, that's that. Um, so episode two originally, I, I started doing this, I did this a, a few weeks ago, two, two weeks ago I think, it was, yeah, a fortnight ago, I sat down and I started recording episode two and, and the idea was episode two was going to be entrepreneur, entrepreneurs are, are born and not made, which is something I believe in and, and I do have adjustments to that even in the last couple of weeks but I started doing that and I, and I kind of was doing it, it was going okay for the first few minutes, five, ten minutes in and I started to bloody struggle with it. I just kind of couldn't get a flow. And I do feel that when, when I do these kind of podcasts, because they're very much from the heart, they're very real, they're coming out of my head. I love that, you know, Stephen Bartlett's done his through his diary and he kept a diary from start to finish. I thought it was so powerful and so clever. And I haven't done that. So this shit is literally coming straight out of my head, straight from my heart and, and coming straight out. There's no filtering in between. And when I was recording The Entrepreneurs Are Born and Not Made, I just... I didn't feel like I was articulating particularly well on my point and I kind of just sort of went down this rabbit hole and got a little bit lost and I was like, do you know what, I don't fucking like this, it's not going right. So I kind of pulled the plug on that, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes in, I was like, no, not in the right headspace, I'll re-record um, when I'm there and, and I, I, last week I wasn't quite in the right space either and, and this week I just felt really kind of like spot on, like I'm there, I'm there. And I want to get into this routine of recording these podcasts and these videocasts because I think that's really important. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm going to do. I'm not going to do that today. Um, I'm just going to talk around varying different sort of things and just see sort of where it goes. And if I start to waffle, I'll probably just go. Do you know what I'm waffling? That's the end of episode two. I'll see you on the next one. Um, well, I, I, one thing I am going to say is, I, and I really, really mean this, is if you're watching this or if you're listening to this, and you've got a question. You've got a thought, you've got a comment, anything you want to chuck at me, and it can be positive or negative. I've got incredibly thick skin, I promise you. Um, do, please. What I love the most about doing these things is engagements. And 
I don't do a huge amount of public speaking, not because I don't want to, and not because I'm shy or not confident. Hopefully you can tell I'm, I'm none of those things. Um, purely because that's just not where my journey's taken me yet. And I do hope, I'll come back to the word hope in a minute maybe, but I do hope and I do want, and I do plan to do a lot more of those kind of things because I, I believe that I've got good knowledge to share. I think I've got good experiences to share. And I think people can learn from those without having to make some of the really, really difficult fails that I've made. Um, and that's something I'm going, to, I'm going to talk about in a second because we're going to, tonight I'm going to talk more about what I'd like to do with the with what is currently called the Campbell Group, but ultimately our, our parent company, if you will, where, where I want to spend more of my time. Just going to talk about that in a sec. Um, so yeah, so that's 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 where we're going to kind of go. I forgot what I said a minute ago. I knew I should have blown it down. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't even remember what it was. And they always say when you can't remember something, don't try and remember it because it won't come back to you. It's like when you can't remember somebody's name. If you really try hard to remember it, it gets harder and harder and harder. If you go off and just think about something else, it will just, it will just ping back to you. Um, but yeah, so anyway. But yeah, like I say, if, if, if you've got comments, ideas, questions, anything along those things, things I think I'm doing right, things I'm doing wrong, please message me, whatever platform it is, and I, and I will get back to you. It might take me a, a couple of days or so, but I, but I will get back to you. Um, so, 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 so yeah, um, I think I was talking about doing um, public speaking, sorry. And uh, yeah, I, I, I've done I've done some, and um, I guess it's interesting when I, when I do it at the moment because I'm still at a level where I'm you know trying to make sure that I am happy, and I believe that you can, I guess, take advice or guidance from lots of different people. It's whether you heed it and how much you kind of listen to it. And I love listening to different people's thoughts and theories and all different points in life and all different positions in life and all different things like that. What I tend not to do is, if somebody's gonna give me advice on, let's say money, for example, um, I know it will come back to money a lot, it will happen, but if somebody's gonna give me advice on money and they're gonna tell me how to run a, a five million pound business, if they do not, or have not run a five million pound business, I'll listen to them, but I'm probably not gonna heed their advice because ultimately they don't really know what they're talking about um, because they've never done it. They're talking about it through their own experiences of other people's experiences. And therefore I'm not really gonna to listen to that too much. And it, it always interests me when People take advice and heed it. And like, yeah, this is what I'm gonna do. If that person told me to do this, I'm gonna go do it. I'm like, has that person ever actually done that? Because if they haven't, why the fuck are you following what they say? Because there's no guarantee that they're gonna get it right. Whereas when you take advice from people that have done it, been there, lived it, breathed it, been through the pain, then, you know, they at least know what they're talking about. Um, and they're the people to kind of sort of follow and listen to and, and you know, take at least some advice and mentorship from, I guess. And I, I keep saying to people, I want to talk, I've been you know, invested recently in, in, in another business and chat to the owners and stuff, and they've got huge, huge um, plans for the future, really impressive. And you know, I was chatting to them, and when we were talking about different things, I said, hey, look, you've got investors that run really, really big companies, like far bigger than mine. And I said, I wouldn't dream of telling you how to run 10 million pound business because 
I've never done it. I've run big budgets before, and I run big budgets now, but I've never run a 10 million pound business. So I wouldn't tell you how to do it. I might give you kind of ideas of how I think it's done, but I'm gonna treat it that way. When I say to you, hey, look, you know, this is kind of probably where I would go with it, but you know, I don't really know because I've never done it before. That's how I'm gonna qualify it. However, if you wanna run a five million pound business, I can really support and help shape that because that's kind of where, I've, where I'm starting to move towards. If you wanna run a three million pound business, absolutely, I can tell you, this is where you scale to that volume. If you wanna run a million pound business, no worries. I can, I can explain that information to you very clearly and everything below really easily. But once it goes above, you know, I've not done it yet. So I guess it's like trying to teach you to surf without actually ever doing it myself. And I love surfing, I absolutely love it. So if, if, if we ever go out, if you ever come out with me and we go down the beach and we're gonna go for a surf, absolutely, I know how to surf. So I can give you some hints and some tips. I'm not amazing, but I can hold my own. Um, but there was a time I had no idea about surfing. I'd only ever watched like videos of it or watched other people do it. So I never would have given people advice when I did it. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, so yeah, um, and I guess that leads me on really nicely to what is currently called the Campbell Group or TCG as I'm gonna explain it today. Um, let me just have some tea and uh, we'll, we'll crack into that, that chapter. I bloody love a cup of tea. I'm so traditionally English in that sense. I'm so proper English. Love a cup of tea. If somebody makes it wrong, oh man, they're a wronger than they can do one. Hate people that fuck up making cups of tea. Um, anyway, okay, TCG. So um, this is what we refer to as our parent company or our central team, if you will. Some people refer to it as, as our head office. And it is a multitude of all those things. But ultimately, it's where my direct team sits. I think last time I spoke about how we've got some different businesses. We've got five different companies. Um, six now that we're invested into, that's exciting, that's changed in the last few weeks. Um, but yes, we've got different businesses and I use the Campbell Group or TCG, sorry as I should call it, um, as the, you know, that, that, that kind of, I don't like using the top level, it is sort of the, the central, the team if you will. So it houses marketing, um, houses sales, houses finance, admin and employee um, experience. Um, and those teams support all of our other businesses in different ways. They don't all support, we don't have support for all those teams, all of our businesses. Um, and the way it works depends really on the requirements of the business. So it kind of works, like I said, as a bit of a head office function, but it's more, it's more than that, it's centralized because it's not just a head office. It is completely tied in and integrated with the business it works in or businesses it supports and the systems it does. And it's important that they're integrated because they need to you know, be really tight in terms of what they're doing. So, so that's kind of what it, what it does. And it was always, you know, it's not a money-making business, TCG. Um, it's not supposed to be. The way, the way it works is, you know, there's obviously a, a decent-sized payroll on it because there's, you know, I think 11, 10 or 11 employees in there now, including myself. Um, so what happens is the company's underneath, that it supports, they each pay in every single month, basically a, a management fee, if you will, or a, or a support fee, whatever you want to call it, an advice fee, whatever. Um, they all pay in, and they pay in basically a percentage of what they use. So if you use you know, 10 hours of marketing, 10 hours of sales, five hours of finance, you know, that's how we'll attribute the cost. 
And that business effectively just covers its cost. It's not supposed to generate big income or big profits, I should say. Um, it's, a, it's a platform to be able to utilize for, for across the businesses. So um, that's, that's kind of how, how that works in, 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 a, in a short instance. And we're about to go through a rebrand of that, Shab. I've, I've got a new name for it, a new brand, because I never, had, I never had ambition to call it the Campbell Group. It kind of happened by necessity rather than choices. I needed this company set up to, to be able to, to, because I knew when I, when I, uh, sorry, I, I appreciate I'm going back slightly, but when I set up the, the prisons and stuff, I knew where I wanted to go. I knew what the, the end destination looked like. I just wasn't sure of the journey. So I knew that I needed this function of this, of this company and how I wanted it structured. So that needed a, uh, a name or needed a, some kind of connection. I was just, I just wasn't in the space to be able to create a brand for it. I just didn't quite know exactly what it was going to look like. So I just sat the Campbell group on it. I, I took some advice from, from Duncan Bannatyne's book um, about, you know, if you, if you put your name on it, you're always going to push slightly harder. I think, I think so, it's a long time ago I read it now, but if you put your name on it, you're always going to push slightly harder because it's not just a brand, it's your name. It's you. So I, I, I kind of did that because I thought, John, that's just going to keep us a little bit of extra motivation and, and I'll take every little edge I can, every little advantage I can to help that success. I'll, I'll, I'll grab those and I'm like, yeah, I'll have that. I'll put that in my bag and off we go. Um, so that's why I call it the Campbell Group. We're rebranding very, very soon. I'm actually... Um, I need to design the logos. So I'm, I'm, I've met with some people to design the logos. I'm not quite there with who I'm going to use yet. So if you're, if you're a logo designer and you fancy designing a logo for what is going to be the, the, the brand, a hundred million pound brands onwards, um, then hey, give us a shout, drop us a message, and I'll, I'll ping you the, the information. You can, you can, we can have a chat about potentially designing logos. So that's quite cool. Um, and then I need to do the website. But the idea behind it is what I want to do with TCG, and um, again, I, I met with somebody yesterday and I was, I was sort of showcasing this to them, so it's quite fresh in my mind, which is good, um, is I want it to support our businesses. And the idea is that it provides that connection, that support, that advice, that mentoring, that servicing, that skill set, that knowledge, everything that's needed to make a company successful. And the businesses that we either own, part own, or invested in, that we acquire, whatever that might be, every single one of those companies has the ability to push back into TCG. And they can push back into TCG at whatever level they want or they need. That's up to them, not up to us. So we basically open our arms, open our doors and say, hey, whatever you need, it's there. We will support you because we want you to succeed. And that's kind of the fundamentals of it. Now, there is a commercial element to it. And I'll, I'll happily come on and explain that in a second. But that's secondary to the, the fundamentals, to, to the vision, to the why. And this is really good and really important. And I'm not going to I'm not going to talk a lot about people's whys because there's hundreds if not thousands of videos out there about entrepreneurs talk about their whys and what a why is and so on so so tons of it um but it is kind of part oh, somebody's arrived sorry two seconds we've got a 
We've got someone's arrived at the prison. Okay, we've got a paranormal tonight, so it might be the paranormal team ready to uh, guess out. Um, Somebody could come through my door any second. Um, so the idea is that I, my why is, it's a number of things. I want to make sure that I'm, I can do the things I want to be able to do when I want to be able to do them. So obviously there's a financial impact in there because I want to be able to go, hey, I want to go do this today. And I can only do that if I have certain freedoms in my life. One of those freedoms is that I'm not tied down to doing shift work in my business. I'm not tied down to having to be in a specific place at a specific time for a specific reason. That's not saying I don't have that, obviously I do, but you know, being able to be flexible around that, it means that I need to be able to have the money to be able to fund that type of stuff. So for example, if I'm like, hey, I wanna go down to Shepton next week and spend some time down there with my team down there. I need to make sure I'm not tied up at Shrewsbury or tied up at 50 mil or tied up you know, with anything else that doesn't allow me to physically travel. I need to make sure that I can, you know, book the hotels that I need and I can, you know, if drive down, I've got the petrol and stuff and that financially I'm just able to go, cool, but I can just go do it. And I need to make sure that I can free my diary up enough so when I am at Shepton, I'm present and I'm not just being pulled six ways from Sunday and just using it as an office location and then being on calls or emails, whatever it is for other things. So, so those kind of, that's one thing I want to be able to do. I want to be able to provide my family uh, just not just my immediate family, but my slightly wider family, and also my friends. Just nice things that you know that it's just nice to have, and that's not buying them cars and houses and stuff like that. Sometimes it's like just going out for a beer, and, or going out for you know I went whiskey tasting the other day, and just like you know say to a mate, hey man, like I'm going whiskey tasting, do you want to come with? And like just you know just pick up the bill for it, not, not because I have to because they can't afford to, just because it's nice. Um, and you know, like, you know, I'm just, just buying my kids a trampoline because their trampoline's trashed. And I know it's kind of a first world thing, but you know, I wanted to be able to do that. So just being able to do those things. So I want to be able to look after my family and I want to make sure I've got enough time again to be around and present for them. But one of my massive, massive whys, and remember my, my life is integrated into one. I don't have a work life and a family life and separation. It is an integrated piece. What I do is what I do, and that's just an ongoing journey. There is no separation. That might change down the line, but right now that's how it is. Um, and I wanted to, I want to support young business owners and young entrepreneurs. And when I say young, I don't mean that they necessarily have to be young in age. I mean young is in terms of their business journey. Um, and that might not be, that might not be that they are, the company we've just invested into, for example, they've got huge pedigree, lots of knowledge. They've run, you know, decent sized companies in the past and recently sold one of them. They've done very, very well for themselves, probably far more successful than I've been. Um, but their new venture is young. The new business is young. And although they've got great knowledge in that area, it's still a young business. Um, and that's what I kind of want to, want to be able to support and concentrate in. What I'm trying to do, I, I hate the statistic. It fills me with fear and dread. The statistic is, I think, it's eight, I think it's eight, eight point two companies out of ten fail in the first five years. And obviously it's, it's you know, I think it's five in the first year and it scales. I've I've got the figures, I'll, I'll dig them out at some point. But 
It's about 8.2 companies fail out of 10 in the first five years. That's a huge fucking number. And I've been part of that statistic, both ends of it. I've been the, the failure and I've been the success. And, you know, just the, the, the level of failure that I had, the position I got to, it took so much. I had to dig so, so deep to pull myself back out of that hole financially, mentally, physically to a point, I had to work so, so hard to do it. And I want to be able to help people avoid getting to that position. And I'm really, really happy, and actually I encourage it, and I would say I would almost, I say enforce it, but that's probably the wrong word, um, encourage mistakes to be made, because mistakes are how we learn. Nobody stands up and starts walking. You fall over, and you fall over, and you fall over, and you fall over. And sometimes you bump your head. And eventually you get up and you start taking those steps and you start walking. What I want to avoid is people falling over and really smashing their head. Or worse, bloody case scenario, falling down the bloody stairs. That's what I want to avoid because it's really hard. Learning to walk is difficult enough as it is, but trying to learn to walk up a flight of stairs is really hard. So I want to be the support and allow my team, enable my team to be the support to help people achieve what they want to achieve. And it is about them. And that's a huge thing for my why. And I guess one of the reasons, as I was saying about the podcast, is I kind of didn't feel that I was there, partially because I guess financially maybe I hadn't quite got to a point that I was comfortable with, but also I didn't have the team in place to be able to support those types of businesses. It was just me, and now it's not. Now we've got some excellent people, really, really good people, and I'm so pleased because it is very, and this might sound a little arrogant, but I don't mean it that way, it is very rare now that I sit in a room and I'm the smartest person in there. It, and, and I truly mean that, it is quite rare. Most of the meetings I have now, I'm sat in rooms with people that are far smarter than me, that specialize much better than me in their areas, and they really get it. And I'm just getting out of their way, and I'm just letting them get on with it. Because I think that's, that's about enabling people. Um, and, and I'm just making sure they've got everything wrapped around them that they need to, to be able to do their roles their way. And it's, it's working. We're seeing good growth. We're seeing good development. And, and I really like that. And, and, and yeah, that, that's, there's something quite special in that. So the whole point with TCG is that what we've been doing is building. So, so we, we support companies, as I said, that we own. So things like Shrewsbury Prison, Shepton Mallet Prison, um, 50 Mil Media. So those companies we own 100% um, of their hours. Um, and therefore, you know, we, we can manage them in a slightly different way because I have direct management over the MDs or the site managers, the people running those businesses day to day feed into me, just as the guys in TCG also feed into me. But they connect with each other a lot more now. So the sales manager will connect with the, with the site managers at, at the prisons, for example, and, and the marketing manager will connect in again with those guys and the duty managers, and they'll connect in with the guys at 50 mil, and the social media team will connect in with the duty managers and the CSAs, and all kind of those stuff are all integrated. 
and TCG work across you know, three different businesses in that way very successfully and it works really, really well, um, which is great. Um, and they, they all have slightly different needs, slightly different requirements. Each, each company needs a little bit more from one, a little bit less from the other. Um, and then we have, we, we have the businesses that we're invested into. So we have a, a Mercer Events that, we, that we're invested into. I mean, that's, that was our company that we started, that, that, I, that I built, I had the vision for. Um, and, and I brought in another shareholder, um, another guy, really, really good guy who's really good in the industry, really knows his stuff. Um, and he's basically taking on and running, r running that business now um, himself. And, and, and he brought in at 50%. So that was, that was really good. I was really happy to be able to do that deal and make that work. Um, and actually, most of events predominantly runs itself. They don't really feed into the centralized team that much. They, they kind of want to go their own direction, do their own thing. And that's absolutely fine because, you know, they, they, they know what they want to do. They know where they want to go. So we just kind of step back and when they need us, they'll pick up the phone or they'll drop us an email and be like, hey, can you help us with this? And the team's there to support it. Um, the company we've just invested into, um, we've invested a, you know, a small amount into that, picked up some, share, some shares in it, and they've got you know, huge aspirations for growth. Let's chat to them. You know, I, I love having conversations with them because they're really passionate, really keen, really engaged in what they're doing. They're in our industry, and, and you know, I've got a good understanding of what they're doing and stuff. So we've had some conversations where I've offered little bits of advice, and I've kind of I dropped in a, a, a little comment the other week, and I went, oh, that's... that's it was just really nice because I just said something which is how I see that industry and, you know, an easy way of explaining it. And they just went, oh, that's lovely. We're going to use that. And I just saw it appear in their marketing stuff. I was like, that's brilliant. I've added some value through a conversation that we had over, over a, a Zoom call. And I just dropped them in and they, and they chucked into marketing. I was like, that's so good. That's, I've added value. That's, it just it helps to really simplify the message a bit. So I was really pleased on that. And, a really open sort of conversation they were saying that at some point they they will um, want some support from an HR perspective and that's something we've got you know really good knowledge in a really good skill set Shelley I think I've talked about before is oh, I'm gonna use the word legendary um, she is amazing I mean all, all my people are great they're all brilliant they're all amazing in their own way Shelley is an absolute force and a really positive force and um, She's our employee, um, our employee experience and development director. So, you know, HR is a function of what Shelley does, but her fundamental job, her, 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 you know, the key things about her job is people. It's our employees. It's making sure our employees are listened to, making sure they're heard, making sure they have a voice, making sure they're valued, making sure they know they're valued looking after them, making sure that, you know, they've got all the things that they need to do their jobs and all the things that they need and they feel they need to be happy and want to come to work in whichever business that we're connected to, that's Shelley's job. So, you know, Shelley knows if your kid is sick and therefore you need to be off work because you're a single parent family or because your partner works, you know, she gets that and she'll support you with that. If you're um, if you're having uh, you know, mental health problems, she'll connect you with the AP systems or a counsellor or whatever it needs to be and make sure you've got what you need to be able to support that. If you've got an addiction, she'll help you with that. If you just need somebody to go, do you know what, man? I'm just struggling this week and my life just feels a bit shit. She's there and she's always got an open ear. I don't know how she finds the time to do it, but 
She looks after 70 people at the moment. She's a one person department still. Um, and I know we're gonna have to grow out department and I definitely want to, but she is amazing. She deals with, she looks after 70 people, including me. Um, and that's enough, that's almost a full-time job in itself. So she's, she's absolutely brilliant. And, and the company I was chatting to, and, and they were just saying, wow, at some point we're gonna need that kind of support. And they have the same ethos in terms of with people as we do. So I was like, look, whenever you need anything, like whether it's, you know, HR, like I say, it's a function. And traditionally we think of HR as someone's done something wrong, we need to go down the disciplinary route, we need to do all this and all that kind of stuff, which, which we all hate. Um, so, you know, and, and every company will need that eventually. It's just, it's just the way it is. It's unfortunate, but it will always happen. You're never going to run a company with people without at some point having to deal with all the shit that comes with it. Promise you. Sucks, but you'll have to do it. Um, and, you know, they, they will be able to push back into Shelley when they need to for kind of, hey, how do we do this? Oh, my God, we've got somebody, you know, who's got real problems, they've got real anxiety, and, you know, they can't come into work, and it's a real struggle because we may need them, and they're invaluable, but how, how do we support them? Shelley can support that. And it might be like, oh, my God, we've got this person that just you know, won't come to work or can't perform, and we're going to need to think about that, you know, do we need to get rid of them? And Shelley can help with the performance management side. But fundamentally, she will look at it and go, is there a reason why they're not performing? Why are they not performing? What's the problem? We'll try and resolve that rather than going straight into negative. So all those kind of things. So that's kind of how TCG works. And it's the same across the board. I've got you know, people in finance, people in admin, um, uh, people in sales, people in marketing, uh, you know, some really strong skill sets. And then we also have specialties in our other businesses that we can tap into as we need to. So my goal with TCG over, over you know, the, the coming weeks, months, years, is to continue to support and invest into other businesses and give them the access to these people, to me and to those people to, to, to grow. Um, and then I guess that's where the commerciality comes into TCG because what happens is we will, we're not a business that goes out looking for customers and say, hey, if you pay us this much per month, we will provide you with you know, admin support, finance support, sales and marketing, you know, HR, whatever it might be. That's not what we do. We provide support to companies we're invested in. It doesn't have to be a big investment. That could be as small as a couple of percent. It could be as high as we fully own it and everything in between. And that's because I feel that for TCG to work, for it to offer everything that those businesses need, we need to have skin in the game. We need to be embedded and invested in that business to really drive forwards because otherwise it's just about money. And that's money's not enough to have me and my team really want to drive and support and, and kind of get Follow that journey with you because it's your journey. So let's say you're listening to this now. I'll try, I'll try and get this right. Let's say you're listening to this or you're watching this and you're an entrepreneur or a business owner and you've got a company or you're just starting a company or whatever stage that is. And let's say you're, you know, you're under a million quid. Let's just pick that figure for a start. And you want to grow and you think that we can support you. Whatever it might be that you need, you believe that we can support you. As long as you achieve, as long as we can meet the three things we look at in terms of investment, the three rules I have in an investment, then we will do. And once we're integrated with you, once we're on board in that sense, 
you will have direct access to the entire team, however you need it. You'll have direct access to me, however you need me. You have my, you know, my phone numbers, my contacts. You can literally pick up the phone and ring me and bam, I'm there. And that could be like, hey, Joel, dire straits, shit's just hit the fan. We're under real pressure. What the fuck are we going to do? Company's going under. Or it might just be like, hey, Joel, just kind of like got five minutes to chat. Just wanted to kind of just chew over how things are, really. Or just, you know, just catch up. Whatever it is, I'm, I'm there. That's the whole point of the business, um, of, of, of the support. And all the guys are there to support, to give you strategies and processes and help you achieve whatever it is you want to achieve. Because it's about your goals, not our goals. Our goal is to help you achieve your goal. It's that simple. Sounds cliche, but it's not. We're there to help you achieve what you want to achieve. Um, and we know that we're aligned with your business because we've covered that in the three fundamentals of our investment process. Um, and that's literally it. And then obviously through that world, you get access to you know, the people that we deal with financially, with our banks, with our finances, with our other partners, with our other companies, anybody we network with, anybody we know. You know, there's not a lot we can't do. And if we can't do it, we will find a way to do it. I'm an entrepreneur, I solve problems. That's kind of, that's it. Um, and I want people to enjoy it. And, and along that journey, part of my job is to let you and encourage you, I would say. It's encouragement, it's not to let you. That's the wrong phrase, apologies. My job is to encourage you to make mistakes so you can learn. That's part of your journey, to make those mistakes, to continue that journey of achieving what you want to achieve. The other part of my job is to be there to support you so you don't catastrophically fuck it up or you don't go wrong, wrong. And that's it. That's my, that's my why. As it stands at the moment, that's what I'm doing, is concentrate on those three things. Um, and yeah, I, I guess that's kind of bringing me, bringing me neatly to the end of, um, am I still recording? Let me just check I'm still recording. Cool, still going. Um, that brings me neatly to the end of, I guess, episode two. Um, I guess that's explained TCG quite nicely. It's going to rebrand shortly. Um, some people, I, you know, I've got lots of friends that are business owners. I've got lots of people, lots of friends. Well, I've got a lot of friends in Venice. I know a lot of business owners. Um, I've got, I know lots of people that aren't business owners. And I quite regularly get told that I'm absolutely mad for talking so openly about our business and about what we do and about where we're going and you should keep very secret and quiet about you know what you're trying to achieve because people will copy you. Hey, if you want to copy my idea for TCG, you go ahead and in fact, let me support you in copying it because I think the more businesses like TCG supporting other companies to succeed and follow their dreams and their visions and help them on their journey to success is only going to make the world a better place. That's all that's going to happen. So the more people that want to copy this idea, please, I will give you the keys to the kingdom I kind of created in terms of the documents, the systems, the processes. Crack on, because I think that's only a positive. Um, and I will share the hints, the tips, the successes, the failures, where I've gone wrong, where I've gone right. I, my life, I like I say, I live like an open book now. And I'm very pleased to be able to do that because I've lived in, I've lived in a different world and I know what it's like. Um, and I'll talk about that at some, some point down the line. But I've, I've lived in a dark, a dark, dark world. And um, I, I like where I am, I like where I'm going, and I, and I like this, 
this this place. So that's where I'm staying. So yeah, um, I guess if you, <laughs> I'm not, not going to go on the sales pitch. Hey, if you've got a business, you want us to invest. Hey, cool. You know, eight hundred, one, two, three, one, two, three. Uh, I have no idea who's number that. Um, but you know, that's kind of where we're going. So and I'm always on the lookout, always on the tout, isn't it? Um, I'm always looking for other businesses to invest into, and, and sometimes I go after investments, and, and, and I'm kind of chasing one a little bit at the moment. I wouldn't say heavily chasing. I've, I've put kind of the ideas out there, planted some seeds, and said, "Hey, look, this is this is why I'd like to invest in your business. This is what I think we can offer, what we can bring to the table. This is why I think it's a good match." But hey, sit on it. You know, if if you're not in that place, don't worry. If you are, brilliant. I think we do some great stuff together. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where, where we're going. That's my, that's my why. Um, I'm gonna finish the episode there. Um, really enjoyed it. I'm gonna try and roll to episode three as, as, as quick as I can off the back of this. Um, I haven't got a plan for it. I haven't really written anything else down. Um, please do you know, subscribe um, to, to whichever way you, you, you get this podcast. Subscribe to my social media channels. Please do drop me a message or a comment if you like some of the things I'm saying, if you don't like it. Any feedback is always valuable and is always taken on board. Um, and I promise I won't you know, just swear back at you. Um, but yeah, ping that to me in any of the social media channels. I'll pick it up, I promise, at some point, and, and I'll share it back out. Um, thank you very much for listening. This has been episode two of Entrepreneur Life with me, John Campbell. And I am an entrepreneur.